Hey, welcome to the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, campus community radio from Simon Fraser University. We're broadcast over the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Coquitlam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish. You can also find the podcast at cjsf.ca, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and on SoundCloud. My name's Jesse, just me right now. Although today on the show, we're very excited to present an interview with Mittens. Friend of the show, Kim, ha- joined Jamie and I over the week to talk about their new record, Future Child, as well as promoting said record in the middle of a pandemic and sort of what's going on with her and drummer Evan. So uh, I hope you enjoy that. It's a fun conversation broken up into a couple of parts. We're going to kick it off with a track off of the new record, Future Child. This is Ice Cream Ponies by Mittens on the Vancouver Mixtape.
you been okay during the pandemic? Have, have you yeah. been happy and good? Yeah, I like, uh, I got a job offer. So, like, I do contracts in animation and film. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got an animation contract because it's, they're actually really busy because the film industry's slow, right? Right. So there's, like, a lot more shows are, like, they're picking up a lot more animated shows. Things you can do more remotely. Yeah, and everybody I work with is working from home. And then Derek was working from home, but he's just gone back to the office. But they're pretty cautious with the COVID stuff, and most people are working from home, so it's like he's working with, like, three other people in a really big room with dividers, so I think it's okay. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and then all the music stuff's been awesome. I couldn't be more grateful. It's just weird, you know? It's like you can't play shows or tour or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, how, do, how do you promote a record without being able to go and tour? Exactly. Well, I mean, it evens the playing field, really, if you think about it. True. Yeah. People still buy records. Like, people still will buy the record and listen to the music. And I made a video for every track, and then we did, like, an in-studio performance. And, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that's, uh, you know. Yeah, love the videos. Yeah. Like oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been, because, uh, you know, I usually, like, I work professionally, but Everything has to be perfect, but I have a very art school collage lo-fi approach. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. nice to be able to just like do it the way I like, not be so high def or any of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's nice to have like sort of the accompanying unique vision alongside alongside yeah. these tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I kind of feel like there won't be any shows for. Maybe fall, but yeah, it's really hard to say at this point. I don't know. And like, what they look like, what shows look like once yeah. once we're back. I know that um, a lot, like, there has been some funding for like live streaming and and that yeah. sort of thing, but um, that's also seems like sporadic and grant dependent because yeah, like generally people aren't paying to live stream stuff, right? Like they'll pay to buy a record or whatever. Yeah. I'm not getting a ton of like you know, pay $5 at the door to get into a live stream type of thing, the way that you, you could. It's, it's just like not as exciting as They're like, boring. it sounds like a really like quaint and creative way to get around it. And you're like, Oh, I've, I've watched stuff on YouTube before. I can only <laughs> do, I can only do so much before I'm bored. Um, it's boring. Like when was the last time you sat and watched an entire concert DVD? I'd always watch, like, a couple songs, and then, unless it was, like, a really, really good one. But, like, the standard... Well, you know, I watch it all the time when I'm working. Like, I'll watch... I'll sure. Just play sure. It's not the same as paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, for a lot of the people that, like, local people that are doing this, it's just like, I'll tune in for a song or two, I'm like, cool, 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 yeah, I love the song, I love what you're doing, but I'm, I'm not going to stare at my phone for another hour or... Anything. No. I mean, what else they, can they do, right? But it's yeah. just like... It, it's like shoehorning uh, a live experience into a digital space instead of, like, creating something for the digital space. Let's face it, we want to moist talk. It's true. Closer it's, than six feet yeah, apart. We, That's what we I want like, to do as higher primates. Like, we want to... We're group animals and we want to get together and go... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, want to be as, that. like, that's, yeah. as moistly as possible. Yeah. 
We're a moist being, you know. We are. We are. <laughs> yeah, we're not designed for dryness. It's yeah. Really? No. <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to my sister about Apor because Apor put out an Apor needs split, mm-hmm. and so she was like, "What's that bad?" I'm like, "Apor," and she's like, "What's the name?" I'm like, "Ape War." What? Ape like ooh ooh ooh, and more like ooh, <laughs> and so. Then, she kept trying to ask me so she can make me do that again. <laughs> it's like a running joke now. She's like, what's that band? He's like, Apor. What? Apor. Soon enough, you're just going to be using the sound effects and not the name Apor at all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Every time. Yep. I should do a station ID for them. Huh? Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we're from I told, uh, I told Slim Moon from Kill Rock Stars because you know they do comedy albums. Mm-hmm. I told him that uh, uh, Derek and I want to do a comedy album called I Feel Nothing, I'm Dad Inside. And it's all dad jokes. <laughs> T-shirts would be great. I mean, so, I feel uh, like he's he's got to give you a shot just based on the video, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like... Come on. Um, oh. how, how did how, how did that all come about, the Kill Rock Stars thing? The top secret, top secret story. Okay, so we recorded in spring of 2019, and I felt like we had done something kind of special. And I was like, I'm going to send it out. Because I always send things out, and I, like every other band, get no reply. So I sent it out, and no reply, no reply, no reply. Then we got a reply, and it was Slim Moon. Wild. And he had just come back to kill rock stars because his wife Portia had been running it for you know a number of years and doing a really great job, right? So, um, but then she got some really cool American Business Association job or whatever, and um, so he was in his first week of being back, and he was listening to everything. So he sent me an email. And he said, I dig this music. It is good. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. And so then um, the next line was like, we're not really, you know, we're sort of like uh, not really doing anything right now, but please keep us in mind and, you know, feel free to send us any other stuff. And I'm like, well, you didn't say no to me, so that is going to turn into a yes. That's a plus. I I knew it. I was going to. And so then I'm, you know, like, I was like, what do I say next? You know, so like, we kind of went back and forth and, you know, um, by November, so this had happened in August 2019, and by November, he was ready to say, yes, we'll put it out. Um, he just had to figure out, like, what he wanted to do next to the label. So he's been, like, adding, adding new projects and stuff. And, uh, but I just decided that it, I wasn't going to give up on it, you know, like he, he said he liked it, and I'm like, well, if you like it, then why don't we just put it out, you know, right. <laughs> it's that simple, well, like sometimes things can be that simple, yeah, are, yeah. are you not in the business to put out records that you like, right, yeah, exactly, like, exactly, it's like, you know, and it can be like, is so there's like, you know, 500 limited lavender vinyl records, and the rest is digital, and he put out they have put out all the other mitten stuff. So everything else we've recorded, the demo, experimental sparkle, noise pop, and challenger are all out digitally on Kill Rock Stars. And uh, yeah, it's just it just is a thing now. 
Nice. The, so the 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 hand burned CDRs that you gave us are now especially limited collectors. Yes, they are. On a different label, even. <laughs> but you know, just because um, just because you know, maybe in the world, not everybody is going to get the thing you do, and that's fine. And they don't have to. And you can do a niche thing, and that's fine. But it doesn't mean you should give up on your little part of the dream, you know? Like, okay. there's always a way of doing it, I feel. You know, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, so well, now I just, like, have a video for each song, and then we did an in-studio performance at Rain City that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah. Like, it's exciting. I'm good on you for, for not, not taking that not no as a no. You, yes. You know, and, and, and really pushing for it because it's, it's great. The, the record is amazing. Love it. <laughs> what? We, uh, I think we kind of like leveled up a little on this one. You know? yeah. well, what, what may, so what makes you say that? I mean, like we, when we listen to it, the record sounds fantastic, and it absolutely sounds like an upgrade. Like it sounds like you guys are, are progressing as a band. But what was it that tipped you off that, that made you think, oh, we've, we've, like, upped our game a bit here? Well, a couple of things. You know, like, we've been playing together since 2012. So we, I feel like before we were baby mittens, and now we're adult mittens. You know, like, there's more power. And I think we're a little bit braver in our choices, and we're not afraid of getting a bit messier, um, adding multiple loops. Um, doing things like Uncharged Dodger, um, Evan played the drums forward, and then he figured out how to play the same drum beat backwards. So when you listen to it, at first the drums are going forward, and the drum beat never changes, but then it turns into backwards drums. So like we did stuff like that a lot more Moog, a lot more overlays, um, and I think we were finding playing shows that we were really drawn towards some of the more like kind of challenging and heavy stuff and sort of enjoying some of the uncomfortable sounds like just kind of like being okay with having some space in the songs where things get gnarly because if you let things get a bit uncomfortable then when they resolve it's more cathartic right so it's like just being a little bit looser and a little bit like I guess sonically braver or something you know and just just not holding back like I feel like we've just been doing it for so long that we just and a little there's a little bit in there of like not worrying anymore what you sound like to other people it's like what sounds cool to you you know and I think everybody that does a creative thing eventually comes to that where they have to be like this is this is cool to me and this is you know, like some people like to do really well-crafted, um, perfect music, and some people like to do really messy music. But like whatever it is that you're doing, it should feel good for you, you know, as the creator. So, yeah, I think just being a little bit more, taking a few more risks or maybe a little bit more vocals too and just, I don't know, yeah. To extend the baby mittens, adult mittens metaphor, it's like the string between the mittens has been severed, and now yeah. they can go wherever they want. But you, because you know, I, you're never going to lose. Yeah, it's like we took off the training wheels, basically. Yeah. Well, that what's interesting about that though is that it already felt like you guys were um, pushing the limit of of like what is 
like even remotely accessible rock and roll music. Um, because like, <laughs> like you're, but like, you know what I mean? Weird though. <laughs> well, like you're still, you're still, even though you're atonal and you're doing more experimental things than other bands, there's still, um, there's still like an expectation that I think a casual rock fan could appreciate. Um, and it, it's just, it's interesting to me that you're saying like, yeah, now, now we can, now we can like get weird. Now we can like really uh-huh. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Like, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I just feel like we're not restraining ourselves or trying to be polite or trying to be, we're not trying to be palatable. We're just, just kind of like letting the music happen and not, not trying to cage it, you know? Yeah. Was there was there a, a different? Uh, did you approach each song differently then? Then if uh, like how does that work? Uh, if you're trying to be a little more, less restrained, did you how do you approach things um, when you go into to, to write? With I guess you know like um, before when we would play live shows, we'd have things pretty well rehearsed. But like we started playing, we started playing songs. Um, they weren't even written yet. They'd just be like some riffs and we would just kind of like kind of let them just kind of develop, if that makes sense. Um, and, you know, another thing in the recording, like um, adding a lot of really weird, really weird Moog sounds and like more backward stuff and more atmospheric stuff. And I remember telling you, because we recorded a Rain City with Jesse Gander and I remember saying to him like, no, we got to make this trippier, like make it even trippier. Like we were just trying to like, um, there's so much bleep, 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 bloop, and just there's so many like levels of density and stuff going on. Um, so that's kind of what for me was special about it. It's like having, having space for all that weirdness. And then also that came from trying to do that live. You know, so we had all these ideas that we were playing with live before we even finished writing the songs to be recorded, you know? Yeah, so, so you end up doing um, some, like, experimentation with sound design, and that ends up shaping the, the songwriting itself sometimes.
going back to the writing process then, especially on this record, do you write for or for two people, like a two person band, or do you uh, like add what's cool and then figure it out later? Like I know you mentioned that some of these ideas came from came from uh, jamming live and things like that, but do you marry ideas that would change the way that you play them? I think it depends song to song. Right. Um, I'll, I'll, um, I usually start with, you know, um, like I'm always recording different little snippets of riffs. I have a big basket of riffs. Um, and some of them I think would work really well um, as the loop. Um, and then some of the things I come up with for the loop, I might take sections of that and sort of make them go in phase, out of phase against the loop. Um, and sometimes we'll just just kind of do a noise jam and record it and take stuff out of that. So it always depends. But um, I think there's some things thematically that we like. Um, we like sort of like in phase, out of phase things, um, things that are discordant that eventually resolve you know, more sweetly kind of thing. Um, we like playing with like different rhythmic structures and putting in some polyrhythms or polymeters, you know, so like just kind of playing with that stuff. But then um, just experimenting with like just ambient noise and stuff too and trying to throw that in there as well, you know? So, yeah. And you mentioned, you mentioned uh, that there there was more vocal on this record. Yeah, yeah. What what brought you what brought you there? What made you think that we you needed more vocals on, on this record? Not that I'm complaining. Like, this is, they they added like this great extra layer to the band. Yeah. You had vocals, you had vocals in some songs prior. Um, yeah, but it was, it was never a little. Yeah, it was never like the the center point of many of the songs. But that's not necessarily the case on this record. You know, I guess I sort of like, in a way, I wanted to come out of my like little math rock experimental bubble and actually like comment on this crazy world we're in, you know, so that's part of it. Um, especially like on, on Mon Landon, like that was going to be an instrumental song and um, it's about the moon landing. So then I started just playing around with looking at the transcripts of the moon landing and just like looking through the pages and pages of the transcript and um, just finding like little magical snippets, right? And like putting them together. And then I, I decided, you know, especially for Future Child, I wanted to um, like write about sort of like, because um, I'm really into that sort of 70s utopian kind of um, futuristic sci-fi music almost. And then I'm really into like some 90s stuff like broadcast and stereo lab. And um, I, I, I like the lyrics to be pretty succinct in general and just to tell a very like hint at a story. So I, I kind of felt because the record was kind of shaping up to be a sort of thematic future um, like anti-dystopian record, you know, <laughs> like, um, I, I felt like a little bit of lyrical content kind of help with that, you know, for framing and yeah, yeah. set up. Yeah. Well, I definitely get like listening to the record, 
um, there is tonally like there is uh, like a I don't know if it's a, a fully defined narrative, but there is sort of like a progression in in the tone as you go through the record. Where on my lessons, it sort of starts with there's there's a little bit of um, like maybe worry is the the tone it I would get, but by the end you're you've got sort of a, a, a bit of hope. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, at the beginning, there's like, it's sort of, it's sort of, I feel like, you know, the beginning, it's sort of like, um, you're in your day-to-day reality, and it's sort of driving, and it's kind of uh, um, hectic and a bit anxious, um, but still, you know, you're still in the real world, and there's some optimism, but maybe you're not really paying attention to the, the big picture, you know? And then it gets, you know, so Future Child and French Disco both have kind of a pace and they're a bit dancey, um, maybe a bit anxious, but still fun. And then it gets into like, you know, Charge Dodger, which is really weird, and Rift Valley, which is like heavy. And I kind of feel like those two are kind of like, you know, like your eyes are open and you're kind of in this dystopia. And it's almost like what has been happening with the world, with the pandemic, and, you know, all the Black Lives Matters and all the social movements and, and the inequity and everything. And the, the class struggle is, is becoming very clear. So it's like, um, to get through a problem, you have to recognize the problem. So I think that's what we're doing in our world right now. And that's kind of the path the record kind of takes too. Um, and then at the end, there's kind of a resolution, but the resolution is you've decided to lift off and go to another planet. But I mean, <laughs> we can also, you know, make another planet here. We can also make decisions to try to um, do a better job within our societies and with the environment and stuff too. You know, so it, it it's just kind of like a, a sci-fi novel in a way, you know, like it has that whole sort of movement, but. I, I like your your description or or uh, you identifying an interest in anti dystopia. Yes. Which is uh, like it, it's kind of like an unnaive version of of uh, utopia and definitely like I think that word alone like really like perfectly describes the feelings <laughs> that I get from this album and like everything you're saying you're just like. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this has got like the '60s, '70s sci-fi novel background. Like it's perfect. Um, okay. What's funny about it? What's funny about it too is like um, you're, you're talking about a, a lot of a lot of issues and a lot of evaluations of of the world that you may be uh, um, addressing through your music lyrically. But if there's one thing that I've always appreciated as you as people as well as use a band is that you, you still leave a lot of room for humor in your music. Um, and like, and it's most like most notably it's in, it's always in your song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, even like your song, your song lyrics all the time are always just like, yeah, it's just like, even saying something that's like, like Bolshevik brunch is just like so oh. good. Well, Bolshevik brunch, I have a story. I went to the foundation when the foundation was still around with my mom and my R. sister. R. And uh, this guy was sitting next to us and he looked like, you know, kind of like a very serious kind of like student with like not lots of notebooks. And he turned to us and he was like, are you here for the Bolshevik brunch? And we're like, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you know, so I'm thinking actually, 
I'm pretty sure the Bolsheviks didn't have brunch, and I'm pretty sure they killed the people that had brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Brunch is anyhow, so that was funny. But I've got one for the next album. So, uh, you know, the Don Cab song, You Drink a Lot of Coffee for a Teenager? Sure, yeah. I'm going to do You Drink a Lot of Coffee for a Quarantineager. (laughs) 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 No obligation to laugh at the dad joke. Uh, No, we're we're very pro dad joke. But, like, even just, like, rearranging. I got inside. (laughs) (laughs) But like, can you can you talk about like why it's been important to um, to have that injection of humor in the music that you're making, even if like you're listening to it sonically and it feels like technical and challenging, and then there's just like a little bit of levity with like the song titles or. Well, I think partly it's our personalities. Both of us, Evan and I, both have a sense of humor. But um, you're playing music. You're not working music, you're playing music. Like, people shouldn't take themselves too seriously. Like, they, people should have goals and ambitions and try to make the world a better place and all of that. But at the same time, you have to play. And, you know, only fascists would say that you shouldn't play. So, you know, <laughs> like, we want to have a nice time at Mittens. It's a good time. Mittens is, is always a good time. I think that is the best offensive silly song titles we're ever going to get. Like, <laughs> what are you, a fascist? Like, <laughs> They're so serious all the time. Your <laughs> song titles are for fascists. That's uh, no, amazing. <laughs> oh, that's uh, what. Like, what's the reception been with the record then? Like, have uh, you can't. There's that, there's that really critical interaction that's missing now where you go play a show and then everybody comes up and be like, hey, man, six set. You know what I mean? Like you, yes. th- those are all gone. So how do you know when people like the record? Well, you know, um, we are selling some records. In the that's record a, a surefire sure sure sign. Uh, so that's good. And, um, yeah, there's um, been a lot of, Good reception for the videos too like we've had 5,000 views for future child and like over 4,000 for more landing so like that's part of it um, and we're getting like a bit of press and we're still you know trying to do all that stuff but um, yeah I guess we'll just see like I actually don't mind I would love to do a tour of course but um, I think Evan and I are both really flexible and if this is the way it is then that's the way it is until it changes back to Kind of normal. Yeah, well, at least you only ever have to fit two people into the space to record, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you, you guys are really smart on that. <laughs> Making a two-piece sound enormous. Yeah. That's all you need. You're smarter than everybody else. Well, you know, you... we don't want to have to pay a bassist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who pay... I just got an octave pedal. So we yeah. don't have to pay the bassist, right? Perfect. Your philosophies are, are are really outstanding and are something that are going to hopefully stick with our listeners of this show. <laughs> I would hope so. I would like that. Octave pedal, <laughs> cheaper than bassist. Got it. That's true. Thank um, you for spending the last half hour with us. Do you, yeah. do you have any, do you have a last question? <laughs> um, Jesse, if you got something? Um, I mean, my last question is always what's next, but if you have something that's more fun than that, Jamie. I was going to ask, like, where do you go from here? The stratosphere. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to Mittens, uh, our plans include blasting off to a future star. Oh, there yeah, that, this, is, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Cam, it's always a, a pleasure to see you. Absolute pleasure. Uh, I can't wait till we're back in studio properly so that uh, you and Ev can come up and Derek too. Just come. Yes, and I would love be, that. Well, it'll be a new up. station by then. Ooh, am I breaking yes, on the air? Ooh. Probably a new mountain too. Here's <laughs> 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 hoping. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice to talk to you guys. It's been chat with you too. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Sundlandung by Mittens from the, their new record, Future Star. The final track you just heard before that, our interview with Miss Kim from Mittens. You can find the new record, Future Star, out on Bandcamp on Kill Rock Stars. It's out there. You can buy it at record stores and all of that. For the last bit of the show, we have a bit of an interesting turn. A couple of songs that are re-recordings or rearrangements of previously released tracks by local artists. The first is by very good friends of the show Deadsoft from their new rearrangements record, Baby Blue, which is rearrangements of the tracks on Big Blue. This is I Believe You, Baby Blue version.
its spell on you by Twin Crystals off an upcoming re-release split with Medicine that includes re-recorded versions of this track, Spell on You, originally written and released on their self-titled LP in 2009. Before that was Deadsoft, I Believe You, the Baby Blue version, released on the one-year anniversary of their record, Big Blue. Cool stuff. Always love to hear artists come back to their old work and reimagine it in new ways, whether with more resources or just a different approach. Cool stuff. Okay, we're into the last bit of the show here. We're going to kick things off with a brand new track from Lucid, who has just released this track, Ooey. I was part of the Studio 6 live session with Lucid back before the pandemic that's still in the editing process. You'll be able to hear that soon, but for now, this, as I said, is Ooey. Take my time Amp it up Lock the doors on me Got the keys in me Apollonian Dionysian, my feelings Sit back, press play Get that rhythm in your system I talk and bag my shit Who else got hops like this? Who else can make it look easy? Bounce to the left, that's it Bounce to the right, now switch on dancing, I give you the flow. Take my time, that's how I roll. Playing all these games, you better take it slow. Fellas, ladies, non-binary, say, ooh, ooh, ooh. If you came to party, ooh, ooh, good vibes only. Ooh, ooh, fellas, Vibes only 
to go. Take it easy, take it slow. We've got so far to go. Take it easy, take it slow. Had to cut them tight. 
Fox, me and my dog, been them guys. You're too fake, I can see it in your eyes. In the stool when I sip on right, I'm too lit and I cannot lie. Seen things make gunmen cry. Been through hell, don't ask me why. And tear my Chuck Taylors. I'm a real Nietzsche, my Nietzsche. I'll break the cop on haters. Creator, please answer my prayers. I see all the signs when you holler. Now I may not look like my Bible, but trust me, I look like my Bible. Started from the bottom of the totem pole. Knew that I would be in many moons ago. Kill a whale, make a killing, now you're done, no. Bougie made a fish and rice in my sushi roll. Can't stop, won't stop till my tick don't talk. Highs left my block. Like a butterfly, warriors. Talk down on my neck, but can't talk to my face. I'm child of the moon, I don't give you the time of day. So keep talking that bullshit. I be on my sin and bullshit. You ain't gotta like me, cause I love me. Long live my name forever. They thinking I'm trapping, I'm pushing record Snotty Nose Res Kids. Before that, brand new music from friend of the tape, Shade Awele. Her new record is out now. That is Take It Easy. And of course, Uwe by Lucid. That's it for the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF. Thanks for sticking around and having a listen. You can find past episodes at cjsf.ca or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud. Thanks again to the wonderful Miss Kim of Mittens for coming onto the show and talking about their incredible new record, Future Child. You can find that everywhere. You can find records, Bandcamp, etc. through Kill Rock Stars. Yeah, we'll be back next week and hope to see you then. Bye. <laughs>